I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cold Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash Cold Pop Show. Hello and welcome to the Cult Pop Show podcast. This is another classic episode of Film Franchise Fortnites. And uh, if you're listening to this, or if you're recording this and it's your birthday, <laughs> then happy birthday! Oh, thank you so much. You thought I'd uh, forgotten. I didn't think you'd forgotten, but it was like, I don't want to tell people it's my birthday. Are you one of those I kind of people? I to just know. I, uh, it's not it's it's more out of like a if if someone was talking about birthdays and i was there i'd be like it's funny you should it's actually my birthday today but if no one's gonna bring it up i'm just gonna be like it's my birthday today right yeah sort of like i'm kind of the opposite shake my head about all cocky like yeah actually I, I, as i've gotten older i've kind of gotten more like that but man i love birthdays and i love my birthday and wow. i love you oh good so um today's a, a good day for me and a good day for us and a good day for the podcast because we're recording an episode about the i know what you did last summer trilogy mm-hmm. yep so did we say this is film franchise fortnights uh, i mentioned remember. it i didn't explain the concept of the podcast do you want to explain it quickly uh to stall while i um adjust my microphone because it's slightly too far away from me you just disappeared and i uh, uh, for like so long on the skype machine yeah it was you like froze. you were gone I didn't. You kept talking though. I just didn't say yeah. anything. Yeah, I it, like it, it. Ended freezing right when I finished talking. Anyway, I said, yeah, "Do you yeah. want to explain the podcast while I adjust my my microphone?" Okay, very, so this is film franchise fortnights. Where every fortnight we watch a different film franchise that is either voted on by our patreons at pa- patrons, sorry, at patreon.com slash coldpopshow, or randomly generated by a a random genre generator. <laughs> genre-nator and um can we start calling it that the genre-nator but it's, it doesn't randomly select a genre it randomly selects a film franchise you're thinking of 48 oh, hours a local film competition which you run the christchurch branch of yeah okay so let's get that out of the way <laughs> i can't i feel so embarrassed i can't believe this is recorded <laughs> yeah so i me and richard but more me i guess <laughs> are both in the midst of kind of new zealand's annual best thing that happens in new zealand yeah aj's birthday yeah yeah no it's a we're in the middle of a film competition we've talked about it on the podcast a couple of times when it's happened um richard competes and i used to compete but now i run it in christchurch and a big part of that is genre ergo my freudian slip before the point being um i'm very i'm probably the busiest i am all year at in this part in the the like over june july um i do more work than i than i do for the rest of the year in that small amount and also of time. our friendship is very strained i wouldn't say our friendship's strained i would say uh 
it's important to be delicate and secretive because I can't tell Richard anything about what I think about his film because there's a, a finalist section and a and he and and he's judges. part of the judging yeah. process. But uh, so this is one of the only times on the podcast where you will genuinely hear Richard and I not being one hundred percent honest with each other. <laughs> yeah it's um it is a weird feeling like when we start when we see like ask me if i liked your film right now do you like my film can't tell you (laughs) do you like your own film my own i didn't make a film well then you suck cool all right no Um, so this is film franchise fortnights (laughs) so we don't select a random genre we select a random uh what is it a random film franchise let's call it the franchisinator Mm. Mm. All right, uh, and this this fortnight we randomly had I know what you did last summer selected, and that's using the genuine use of the term randomly, and not just like we randomly selected. Boy, that's so random. <laughs> um, which was a trilogy, uh, and part of like an ongoing sub series within film franchise fortnights of us covering kind of classic horror slasher franchises in different eras yeah and somehow they always end up on the weeks that i'm running well some sometimes we just sometimes we wiggle force it, it on over <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a when it's a 50 50 chance but every time it is that we just it isn't that we make it so that it's you <laughs> i don't know how how much of a coincidence that is yeah anyway so I know what you did last summer is a trilogy of three films. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is I know what you did last summer that came out in 1997. Then a year later we had I still know what you did last summer, Ooh. and then in all the way in 2006 we had I'll always know what you did last summer. Yeah. So, um, like we will <laughs> um go through what these films are about in more detail, but the Wikipedia plot synopses for these are just so good that yeah. I just have to read these out and then we can kind okay. of add a bit more detail. So the first one is, after an accident on a winding road, four teens make the fatal mistake of dumping their, dumping their victim's body into the sea, but exactly one year later, the dead man returns from his watery grave and he's looking for more than an apology. <laughs> That's not even entirely accurate as to what actually happens. <laughs> I know, it's so He's looking for more than an apology. <laughs> <laughs> because because he actually wakes up before they dump him into the sea. Mm. Which is uh, something I didn't know about this film. I knew I'd never seen it before, but I knew the vague Yeah, neither did I, for the record. And when he woke up before they dumped him into the sea, I was like, this kind of adulterates the like purity of what I thought the concept was. Yeah. You know? It's not as cool now that that they know he's alive and act. I, I assume in the plot in the terms of the plot i assumed it was to give them more equal sharing of the guilt overall right yeah yeah and the fact that it's like guilt not just like um oh you know they can just go to the cops at any point yeah yeah exactly um yeah all right what's the second one's synopsis uh, so the second one is <laughs> the murderous fisherman with a hook is back to once again stalk the two surviving teens, Julie James and Ray Bronson, who left him for dead, as well as cause even more murder and mayhem, this time at a posh island resort. The man with a hook is back, and this time he's brought his son. It's <laughs> yeah. actually what it's yeah. about. <laughs> Spoilers for I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. 
And uh, the last one is a group of teenagers in Colorado find themselves being stalked and killed one by one by a mysterious figure with a hook exactly one year after they covered up a friend's accidental death. That one's not as funny. It's just those are the three. Yeah. And it suits yeah, and that- the, the massive drop off in quality of the third film. Is it? Well, it is a massive drop off in quality. Yeah. However, this yeah. is one of the. This, in terms of just like boilerplate baseline quality of, you know, where we start, this has got to be one of the worst franchises we've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. I thought these films were terrible. <laughs> what did you think? Oh, uh, yeah, they are terrible. There, there's, there's a certain charm to the first one. Um, so the first one was written by Kevin Williamson, who you might remember wrote Scream, which came out a Insane. year before this. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, it's I don't know. There's a, there's a schlocky charm to it, and like a, and even though I haven't seen them before, there's like a nostalgia because of scary movie, mm. um, because it's I know he did last summer and Scream are the two main films parodied in the first scary movie. It's funny, isn't it, that we watched in term in this podcast's lifespan, we kind of watched everything in the reverse order of what we should have watched it mm. because we watched Scream first no sorry watch the scary movie franchise first which is the parody then yeah. we watched scream which is like the, the, meta, the satire the satire yeah yeah and then we watched i know what you did last summer which is the the genuine article mm. uh, which, but also and, the, you know, the order that came out and is wrong as well <laughs> yeah yeah and and i guess there's not, maybe it's good that we watched them in this order but like it is interesting that we've gone up the ladder in terms of sincerity mm. as opposed to down at, at least we did have i mean because we're just talking about the late 90s because there was like a resurgence of slasher films late 90s mm. early 2000s because of scream and i know what he did last summer but like at least by the time we got to something like scream when it's a very meta we were well aware of the tropes yeah. of slasher films yeah. because we'd watched all of the nightmare on Elm street and all of the friday the 13th films and hellraiser yeah and halloween have we no, we, no we we hadn't watched halloween. Halloween. um so i know he did last summer 1997 Directed by Jim Gillespie. What do you think that has on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, 40%. You're very close. Yeah, tell 42. me. 42. Yeah. Um, so do you want to go into a little bit more detail about what that's about? Okay. Um, so, um, no. I think I think we covered it. I mean, they they well, accidentally who's, run who's over. the killer? Yeah. Uh, the killer is uh, is is the is someone they call the fisherman who is a character who is not introduced until <laughs> yeah. it's relevant to know who he is. So you can't guess who it is, Le- which I was doing. By the way, I was like, oh well, it's that character. Yeah, oh, it's, it's that character. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Leonard from Big Bang Theory, um, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, and uh, there's a whole backstory to his to his character that like he is responsible for his girlfriend's. No, is is it his son? Yeah, no, son. what was it? Yeah, there's, it involves a son. But then his son's in the second one. I'm glad I'm glad you're struggling to remember it because I was watching it and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember this. It, and I was okay, like, AJ's going to come in and he's going to be like, yeah, no, oh, right? Ben Willis is like, because yeah, they, yeah, I'll simplify it. They, the, they, they had the, Ben Willis who was there burying, like dumping a body already. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, what you're supposed to take away from all of this shitty backstory is the guy they killed was not a good man. Hmm. That's the point, right? Is that he, he wasn't a good guy. And um <laughs> He wasn't a so, good dad. He wasn't just a cool dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a good dad. <laughs> Sorry, just indulging ourselves in past references to our own podcast. Um look, 
he yeah and so the the main characters are played by um jennifer love hewitt sarah michelle geller um freddie prince jr and who's the other guy we've seen him uh, in ryan philippe what is he from? We've seen uh, him something. Let me, let me look up. Um, also, by the way, by watching this film, it means that we've seen at least one franchise which has starred all the human members of the live-action Scooby-Doo films. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. What's our Linda Cuddle, anyone? Um, Daddy's Home. <laughs> nice. Well, and also because like, we, we tick off um, like three out of the four members just from Kevin Williamson movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because of um, course uh, Matthew Lillard was in Scream, and we have yeah. the two. And so um, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar met on this film and mm. fell in love, and they're still married um, yeah, yeah. to this day. <laughs> and, wow! Um, Not they, for each other. Uh, yeah, but uh, despite having fallen in love on set and being two of the main characters, they actually only have um, two lines to each other. Incredible. One's like 20 minutes into the film, one's like an hour and four minutes into the film. Treat him mean, keep him keen. Uh, Yeah, so out of the four characters, only Sarah, no, only Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. survive. The other two get killed. Um, And then the characters immediately get over this. (laughs) It (laughs) seems that they don't dwell on the deaths of their best friends for too long. And then in classic slasher fashion. Yeah, and the end of the film, a a year later, Jennifer Love Hewitt, whose name is Julie, by the way, um, Mm. she's all good, she's in college, she's having a good time, and then she sees, written on a foggy mirror in her dorm bathroom, I still know, and then the mirror smashes, and presumably the fisherman has jumped through it to get her, and then in the sequel, we start like that scene never happened. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, Ryan Philippe, he's in Cruel Intentions, but he's not anything we've covered on the podcast, although- He is in, um, oh, fuck, I saw it somewhere, and I was like, oh, that's a fun He kind of thing. looks like the main character from Final Destination 1. Yeah, harder, he does. Uh, mm. um, he's in something as well that I was like, oh, he, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, yeah, awkward. so, um, I, what oh, are we talking about? He's the TV host in the music video for Outcasts. Hey Ya. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yeah, so this, I know what you did last summer. I feel like out of all the iconic horror slasher franchises we've watched, I feel like this is the worst one, at least in terms of, like, um, care taken. Like, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy the Hellraiser series that much, but whoever was making the Hellraiser movies cared a hell of a lot about the the canon and the world they were building, whereas yeah. this, this one is very loose. It's very... This these this film, especially the first one, but all of them, I guess, are like poster childs for the very low level of quality that w- that horror was in the early two thousand, late nineties to early two thousands. Yeah. These like this is we've got movies like Us and Get Out and and um, Hereditary coming out. <laughs> just, just those now. two, <laughs> just those two, just just, just Jordan, just Jordan Peele. Peele movies. There's no. any horror movies. Or, or like the, the even more um, traditional ones like The Conjuring, which are all generally often are often well received. And well, even um, if we've got like Blumhouse now, that's like yeah, yeah, exactly. This, like th- they they would make this kind of movie that like mid to low budget 
teen mm. horror movie of varying yep. quality. Yeah. But the thing is, is that horror has kind of got horror in all its subgenres, I should say as well, um, has entered somewhat of a renaissance in the 2010s. Um, I'm not I'm not claiming to be the only one. You know, I'm not claiming to have invented that. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, you know, that people talk about this. And it's funny because until then, Richard, for all of our lives, horror was bad. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like for from when we were born up until I don't know, Get Out or It Follows dropped. Like yeah, horror movies yeah. were bad. I I associated horror movies with there there aren't any good ones. Yeah, well, and also because yeah, so you either had like The Shining, which is was like oh, it's the best movie of all time, and it's a horror movie, or you had like these campy eighties horror movies that you know, yeah. like talking about when you find out about horror, you find out that the world has existed before you were born. Um, yeah that you find out about these films but then also yeah like any new films that were coming out were like hide and seek with robert de niro Mm. or like secret window with johnny like all these films that like i know because i've seen them at at, like the dvd store and like back when there were still dvd stores you know yeah i've seen secret window like three times (laughs) um no yeah and so to me watching the first film i was like this this is just evidence this sucks you know this is so like because or the most the main scream is great but that was you know that's the meta context one yeah so, like, well, and the, scream the was kind of yeah is because again i think there was an and maybe maybe it's just a thing that comes in waves but like um horror was real bad and then scream came along now people were like shit horror can be good again yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't have any more point to make just other than, like, this is the a prime example <laughs> of yeah. how, how bad and dumb um, s- slumber party level horror movies used to be. Because also, um, which I don't know if you had planned to talk about this, but I'll bring it up now just to, just to be a dick because it's my you? birthday and I can do what I want. <laughs> don't go um, for it, mate. This, this, to, if you don't include film franchise Fortnite's Redux as as part of, if that's a different series, then this is our third franchise in a row, which I am putting in our unofficial um, teenage girl slumber party trilogy, mm. uh, because we did Bring It On, the, the Bring It On series, we did the Cinderella Story series, and now we're doing I Know He Did Last Summer, all of which feel like girls like teen to teenage girls would like watch at a slumber party and all of which have the same titling scheme with at least their first two sequels yeah because they both um well we don't want to jump the gun too much with titles okay should we we hold off on this franchise it deserves you know its own segment to talk about its titles we'll talk about that later um but yeah i agree well they're kind of almost like different ages of um Mm. talking about of of like slumber parties because i'm guessing yeah yeah. yeah, cinderella story especially like the later ones would be real young and then bring it on like when you like start to learn a little little bit about like sex and boys but you like don't know too much about it and then i know you did last summer is like when you're because they're like what r16 so this is like when you're like 14 15 and you're staying at the house of the cool parent that lets you get one out here's here's what it is um you are having a sleepover with your your you're a 16 year old girl or yeah, maybe yeah 15 14 yeah yeah <laughs> and you're having a slumber party and your plan is to watch bring it on and i know he did last summer but your little sister puts on a cinderella story before all of your friends have arrived and mum is like just let her finish it 
before you start. Then you can send her to bed. And then it finishes, but you don't send her to bed. And instead you watch these inappropriate movies with her and be like, just don't tell mum I showed you these, all right? <laughs> and then those movies went on to like kind of inform that girl's taste in movies and like you know, even though she was terrified at the time, she grew up with I Know He Did Last Summer as a very special memory. You yeah. Know? Well, actually, funny you should say that because I don't know the exact circumstances surrounding it, but this was the first R-rated film my sister ever saw. And she oh. was like, I was way too young to watch it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I think the first one I saw was Saw 2. Nice. I, rem- I-, I distinctly remember seeing um, V for Vendetta at the cinema. And because it's R13 and I was 13, I was like, yeah. Um, and then also, um, I think Scary Movie was the first R-rated movie I saw. I like, saw right. parts of it, at least. I saw most of it. Actually, no, yeah. The, the ones that come to mind are Scary Movie 2, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I think I think Saw 2 was my first R18 movie because the other two are R16. Yeah. Oh, God. I, yeah. Like I feel like I was really late in watching anything R18. Hmm. Maybe like oh. Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> So it, I don't know. I don't know if that's still R-rated, but when it was first released, it was like X-rated because there's a scene of implied homosexual oral sex. Um, the best fun movie history fact for you. It was first X-rated film to win Best Picture. Wow. When I said best kind, was I saying that oral sex is the best kind of sex or that homosexual oral sex is the best kind of oral sex? Or what was the implied, or was I saying that homo- <laughs> implied homosexual oral sex is the best homosexual oral sex? You guys can decide at home. Um, we're going to keep talking about, I know what you did last summer. And I do know what you did last summer, Richard. What did I, I was do? there. You came down to Christchurch for a bit. Mm-hmm. What did and I we do? hung out for a bit. And that was it. Do you think, is it, because so all three of these movies, including the third one, which if you didn't catch before, is like a soft reboot. Yeah, it's like it becomes an anthology series. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think that the concept of it being last summer is kind of cheapened by the fact that all of them also take place on the 4th of July? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pick one. Don't do both. Yeah, I know you you did last Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. It feels like that should be the, the... because it's like yeah. it's this this film's Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if Friday the Thirteenth was also like a Chris, like around Christmas movie, <laughs> you know, around Christmas time, and it'd, it'd feel stupid. You yeah. Know? But um, okay, so let's talk. It's fun trivia and and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, this was written by Kevin Williamson. It was actually written before Scream, but it was only because of the success of Scream that he was able to sell the script. Um, mm. And then when Columbia Pictures was advertising it, they said from the creator of Scream, and Miramax successfully sued them for um, false advertising. Yeah, good on them. Yeah. Um, now, so this is. Not a 100% original story, as you may or may not know. It's loosely based on a 1973 book called I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, aside from the character names and the initial hitting someone with a car, the plot's pretty much completely different. In the novel, they don't hit a fisherman, but a young boy who was the brother of one of Helen's new friends. Uh, and also, no one dies in the book. Uh, Barry's shot but survives, and Julie comes to a close encounter and was almost choked by Collie, the boy's brother, but Ray hits it with a club. Um, so Man, the character names in these movies are so unrelatable. Yeah. Other than Julie, Ray, Helen, yeah. Helen. Yeah. I don't know anyone, any teenagers named Ray or Helen or Barry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was the nineties, man. 
Um, it was the seventies actually when it was written, but um, wow. yeah, they have um. That actually explains it. That explains why the characters are named that, because it's based on a 70s book. Yeah. I also read somewhere that um, the killer in the book is, like, one of the the group or something. It's, like, someone known to the group. Um, Like, you know, a normal slasher movie would do. But (laughs) also, it's based on The Hook, Urban Legend. um, Yeah, yeah. Which, are you very familiar with? Um... I thought I was until you asked, and now I feel like I've got to prove what? myself. <laughs> you do. Um, no, it's mm. one of those ones that's like, it's a very, um, like, fade in on uh, teens telling a scary story, and then it's like, and then the hook was hanging from the car. Like, you know, that's kind of yeah, all yeah. you ever hear of it. But basically, it's just um, a young couple are canoodling in a car, the radio's playing, and then a news bulletin's like, no, a serial killer's escaped, and he's got a hook for a hand. And then, so there's a few different versions of, of the scary story. So, uh, one, they have to leave the car, um, and then the killer's hook is found hanging from the door handle or, like, in the door itself. Sometimes they hear a scraping noise on the car. Um, mm. And then there's also the guy, the car breaks down, and then the guy has to go out and have a look, and then she's in the car and then starts hearing a thumping and she looks up and it, it like, and then sees the guy with the hook for a hand, like smashing the guy's severed head. Um, there's another one that's like, um, sees he's like suspended from a tree and she is scratching on the roof. And then it's his, him dangling from the tree and his like nails scraping on the car. Cause he's been killed. Um, yeah, a lot of them end in the guy's head being decapitated. Um, Do you know that, that that initial premise though is based on the first um, Zodiac killer uh, attack? Okay. Yeah, so the, it's you can see it in, in the Zodiac movie they portray it as the yeah, Zodiac yeah, yeah. killer was the was the first recorded instance of uh, the killer coming after a couple in a car, uh, like you know making out at the point kind of thing. Yeah. When, when was mm. the um, Zodiac killer? Like late sixties, I think. Oh, yeah, actually, this um, predates that. Oh, so um, the the best um, version of the ending though is she's like locked herself in the car, and then like she gets a tap on the window, and it's the guy with the hook for a hand holding the severed head of her boyfriend in one hand, mm. and then she's like, "Thank God the car's locked," and then she's he's got the car keys in the other one, and that's how it ends. Um, ah, it's very like, oh, spooky. spooky, but yeah, it's funny. This actually um, the earliest kind of publication of the story was november 8th 1960 where there was a dear abby column you know like those mm. ask you know um advice columns where it's like hey um if you're interested in teenagers you'll print this story i don't know whether it's true or not but it doesn't matter because it served its purpose for me and then tells the story and then it's like i'll never park to make out as long as i live i hope this does the same for other kids jeanette wow i'm gonna look at when zodiac happened now because i'm I feel like a lot of it is based on. That. Well, it uh, apparently circulated in the nineteen. The story first circulated in the nineteen fifties. Um, late, yeah, like okay, a late nineteen sixties. All right, yeah. Never mind then. Maybe he got his idea from the. That's, Maybe that's, that's a clue. <laughs> Someone listens to this and just solves the zodiac. He was alive in the fifties. <laughs> okay, we can rule out anyone who's under <laughs> who was under ten at the time. Um, okay, so. Uh, let's talk about watching this movie, having already seen Scary Movie. What did you think? What, 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 were the, what stuck out to you as the things that you're like, haha, 
<laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think I remember Scary Movie quite well, quite good enough to like point to any specific examples. But overall, the tone and it is weird to see with with the amount of stuff that we've watched and the amount of stuff we're expecting to see in movies like this. It was weird to see sincerity in a lot of the things that happens and a lot of the like lines of dialogue yeah. are like you know undercut. The the, like the worst one, and it's ridiculous in this film. And then they take the piss out of it. In scary movie and my favorite th- having now watched scream and i know what you did last summer my favorite jokes in scary movie are when they don't change the dialogue like you say like mm. it's just sincerity because the whole scene in um scream where bobby shows up in her in cindy's room and they have the chat and then the dad like walks in and all this stuff um the dialogue is almost identical in scary movie right. but it's just so so silly um but there's the one mm. <laughs> When they're being stalked, and um, I know he did last summer, and Jennifer Love Hewitt like is in the middle of the road, and is like, "What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for?" And then she does it in Scary Movie, and it's just so ridiculous, but it's like identical. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that that really tickled me. Apparently, um, according to Jennifer Love Hewitt, um, that scene was directed by like some kid who got to come to see it and like make up a scene. <laughs> what <laughs> imagine just doing that imagine just letting a kid direct a scene in yeah. your film and then yeah she says it was very awkward but um because yeah, she thought it was silly but liked the um you know like the tantrumness of it mm. but yeah it's very funny yeah um another another dumb bit of like surely this can't be true because it's so stupid um so johnny galecki who we mentioned is in this film uh leonard from big bang theory um he there's a scene his death well he dies and then they find his body in the trunk and um there's like a crab crawling in his mouth because it's like mm-hmm. f- filled with crabs um so <laughs> when they shot that scene he, like he, he did a body cast for that scene so it's like a fake johnny galecki and um the he he later like got a call that production had been shut down because jennifer love hewitt was so upset by seeing his dead body um that he had to call and reassure her that he was alive wow that's pretty dumb yeah that's real <laughs> dumb this dumb is the best part the best part i think about this movie is that all the actors aren't very good actors yeah. And so it, it really like you really got to like reach into your suspension of disbelief for a lot of it and be like, OK, I can sit comfortably at this level of, of not believing what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, should we talk a bit about the sequels? Yeah, mate. Let's fucking do it. So second one was called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Do we need to go much further into the plot? Okay, no, they go to the Bahamas. Yeah. And it, it's so it's it, Julie goes on a on a trip to the Bahamas with her new friends, and Ray like thinks the killer's after them, so he like follows after them, um, and so the whole thing. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
set in the Bahamas in a classic sequel trope, Richard, of, you know, the same movie, but now in a different location. <laughs> you know, so we've seen The Hangover did it and we've seen a couple of other movies have done it. Um, and the killer does follow them. Um, Jack Black's in it. He plays like a local weed dealer, um, making this like a third Jack Black well, second Jack Black series, I can't remember. Um, after Kung, Fu, I know we did Kung Fu Panda. By the way, though, Jack Black gets killed by the by um, the fisherman in this, and I never want to see Jack Black in another death scene again because that was <laughs> fucking sad, man. Like to hear Jack Black, who I like associate with like these funny, silly movies, like pleading for his life. I was like, oh, this is making me very uncomfortable and sad. Um, this was, I think, pre-fame for Jack Black. Yeah, like, so uh, what was it? High Fidelity was his big breakout. That was 2000, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, yeah, like, the killer's, like, like, like puts the puts a knife in his hand. He's like, no, oh, no, no, no. And I was like, no, Jack Black, no. <laughs> Jack so Black. Jack Black. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, it turns out one of the the people, the, the guy who's been, like, crushing on Julie, the new oh. guy, is actually the son of the fisherman. And yeah. so he's one of the bad guys and, like, and he and he like orchestrated the whole thing of getting them to the Bahamas. Yeah, and yeah, in uh, kind of a reference to Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, this is this was so bad, man. This was just a dead ass, stone cold, yeah, bad sequel. What do you think it has on Rotten Tomato? <laughs> like four. This has got to be very low. Seven. Yeah, this was contrived and stupid. I thought this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not very good, eh? No, I, I was, it was so bad. I, and, like, I'm trying to, like, pull from examples, but there's nothing There's nothing truly... Actually, you know what is truly dumb? Yeah. I'm glad I remembered this. So this we have a segment on this show called Dumb IMDb Trivia, where we go into the IMDb um, trivia section for the movies we watch, and since IMDb Trivia is user-suggested, a lot of it can be very, like... Dumb poorly worded or like there'll be like words that indicate like the opinion of the author which is like something you don't really want when reading trivia or it'll just be like why did i that's not a piece of trivia that's just like an obvious observation about the film yeah and i still know what you did last summer is our first film to have a dumb piece of imdb trivia in the dialogue of the film which is when um when uh the the bad guy who's the, the guy who's crushing on julie um reveals himself to him and, and his last name is is williamson and he's like don't you get it julie i'm whatever his first name uh, is uh, williamson williamson is a benson isn't it Benson, sorry, yeah. you're right. Yeah, Will Will Benson, that's his name. Yeah. So he's like, I'm Will Benson, Ben's son. And it's like, oh my God, because he's Ben's son. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, that's so stupid. Why would you write that? That's a piece of IMDb trivia. You know, yeah. like the killer who's eventually revealed to be a Ben's son, is his surname is Benson. <laughs> and they put it in the movie. And I was like, this is so stupid, man. And so I, I that's that's one of the things i could point to as being like the kind of the this movie was written by someone with with like 
wine bottles taped to their hands and they're, they're like drunk and they can't get their fingers on the pen properly. <laughs> you know? Mm, exactly. <laughs> so that's what it's like. It's it's told it's the very way. like the only way this yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's told with the, the poison grace of someone walking through cement and the, as it's drying. <laughs> like it's it's like <laughs> Yeah. The, all the, the way like, to the this end. This one basically. and always no are very motivational films, I find. Like do you do you find that when you watch like a real badly written film that you're like, I actually could write a film and it will be better than this yeah yeah exactly yeah um and then i go to start writing one and then i just get bored and go look at watch mojo on youtube yeah no totally um the the thing is though and all, all three movies come under this umbrella is that the deaths aren't even that good in them yeah well the first one deliberately avoids showing blood and that was a choice made by the director what a dumb choice like no yeah, it's a genre film you know yeah, like, that's the thing, is, like, fans of slashes, and we had a few email and or send in some voice messages for our sequel episode, and so that they are, there's a type of person that are real into horror movies and slasher movies, mm. and we're kind of on the peripherals of that being more general film enthusiasts, <laughs> and... But the, like people always talk about the deaths, the deaths have got to be bigger, the deaths have got to be better, and and all of these movies, the deaths aren't really like people get hit by cars and they get stabbed, or, they or get stabbed. Hacked, hacked at with a hook. There's a few um, throat slittings. Yeah, but like so, you know, like I feel like Final Destination is our is our um, creme de la creme of cool deaths in a movie. Oh, I mean, obviously, and, like that, that franchise has nothing but cool deaths. There's nothing else exactly going for it. Good, it's built around that concept, you know. And so, yeah, it's just it's it's bad because it doesn't even do its genre very well, and yeah, sure. its genre is the only thing going for it. Yeah. Um, By the way, also this is our um, third Ali Lata franchise after Final Destination and Legally Blonde. She's in the first one. I did not pick that up. She's Sarah Michelle Gellar's older sister. I did. I honestly didn't notice. Wow. I thought she was the killer for a long time. And then yeah, I thought. Killed. I thought um, Johnny Galecki was the killer. Well, and I thought I was, they was they make you think it's him, and then and then, then it then becomes clear that yeah, yeah. No, but even before then, it becomes clear that it, that would be too obvious to make him. Yeah. Well, they like it's quite early on. He has a confrontation with the killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those films that it was like. They they did a good job of making you suspect everyone and then also taking everyone off as not being able to. Yeah, make you suggest, suspect everyone and then have it be a character you were literally incapable of suspecting because they weren't in it until the end. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Peter Jackson almost directed um, Still Know What You Did Last Summer, which, wow, which is one of those things that's like nowadays that seems like such a weird fit, but like at the time it was like, yeah, he yeah, yeah. directed shitty fucking slash a sequel i wonder if it would have been good if he'd directed mm. i wonder if if, I wonder if, if peter jackson's because because like peter jackson's early films are actually quite good like i think yeah especially brain dead slash dead alive i actually think that's quite a good story mm. um so now moving on to I, i'll always know what you did last summer so this was originally announced in 2000 and was supposed to have the surviving characters from the original uh two films re- reappear but uh, it took too long to make and then so they just did a reboot um the director was brought in after the original director was fired so they had to do casting source locations um all pre-production in two weeks um i don't know anything about the circumstances of the firing but i can tell you the director that was fired was damon santo stefano do you remember that name (laughs) 
Yes, he directed the, a Cinderella story too. And three. And, and bring it on too. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This so this means this is that not only is the Slumber Party trilogy got all those little consistencies, but they also each contain an abandoned film by San whatever it's Damon Santistefano. Damon Santistefano. Um because, you know, he obviously checked out in those first two <laughs> franchises while directing those movies as well. Yeah. Zazing. Um, that's so interesting because the direction in this film, it's this isn't just a bad movie because it's badly made. It's badly it's a bad movie because there are choices taken. There are a lot of creative oh choices God. in like, the direction. The, the first, um, like, 10 minutes of the film was so hard to watch because it does this, yeah. like, we- like, flashy effect. Every, yeah, every yeah. fucking shot. It's-, it's all it's all flashy. It's very like they zoom in on things very fast. Everything is 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 from a from the mind of a director who really wants to make an impression, but it's not. Yeah, they're not it- justified. Yeah, there's there's a shot near the end of the film where someone's uh, like reloading a pump action shotgun, and. Um- it does that like so the whole thing's been like shot like quite still up until that point and then that shot's like handheld and so yeah. it like starts on the barrel of the gun and then like moves to the like pump action and then up to his face and it's supposed to be this like real kinetic cool thing but it just looks like the cameraman was like standing there like oh I'll get the barrel and the director's like test one of the shot I was like no no get the face and he's like what the hand <laughs> of oh, the face <laughs> <laughs> And man, it is so the, to to put the the cherry on the top of this already shit movie. It turns out the killer in this one is just the fisherman from the first two films, but as a zombie. Oh my god, dude! So now it's got now these supernatural elements in the series. You're just gonna drop that? It's so stupid because none of the rest of the film has anything to do with none of the rest of the trilogy like, has anything to do with the supernatural. Yeah, but but also the film doesn't have anything to do with that character. I uh, like they yeah, yeah. they talk about him like he's a legend, and then so okay, so we. Yeah, we should talk about how the film starts because it's like the most fucking infuriating, stupid start to a horror movie I've ever it's seen. It's so stupid. It's so, so stupid. They're at a carnival, right? The main characters, and they start spreading word about the the, the fisherman legend, and which then, is based on the like legend of the first two films having actually happened almost ten years ago. Yeah, and then. Um, as if the writer of the script just got bored while they're while they're like hanging out at the in the the carnival, the fisherman just turns up. He smashes through a window, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And they st- he starts battling with one of their friends, and then um, the friend like falls off a roof, and then the main characters like run away giggling because they orchestrated it, and the, and one of their friends is actually dressed up as the fisherman. Yeah, they're just and playing they just, a prank on everyone. They just did it to to meme them, and then they go back to the carnival and find out that their their like acquaintance who didn't know it was a joke fell off the roof and impaled himself <clears throat> on a tractor, um, and there's just a whole crowd around looking at, it and the police standing there with their hands on their hips like. What a shame. And it's like, you need to, like, the public cannot see this. You need to cordon this off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, a year later, they get, and I know what you did last summer, note, because that's how, that's, we haven't really Yeah, because the the cover up in this one is, yeah, they they all decide, like, we're taking this to our grave, that it was us pranking, um, and that our friend died. Yeah, um, and so, but but I more meant that the um, in every film a year later a character yeah. gets a note saying yeah, yeah. I know he did last summer, um, and yeah, so that happens, and then the movie just plays out, and all the ca- most of the characters die, and then and then um, yeah, it's it's a fucking a zombie a zombie up. version of Ben Willis, 
Yeah, it's, it's so, so stupid. Bad. It's so bad. Like we talked a bit before about the forty-eight hour film competition. This was like a feature-length forty-eight hour film from a team that has been competing for nearly a decade and has never made the finals. And I apologize. That's probably the most niche reference I've made on this podcast. But there is something so fucking amateur and incomprehensible about this movie. Like, it is hard to it is hard to follow this movie because of how badly it's made. It's less like a movie and more like a bunch of clips put yeah. stitched together you know it doesn't feel like it flows on from each other it doesn't feel like there's narrative flow it feels like there's just it's just this clip and then this clip and then they color grade it all to make it look like a a like a mu- a, a lincoln park music video well, well, and let's <laughs> not let's not rag on lincoln park here i'm not I'm, i'll rag on lincoln park Fuck oh. it, why not? I'm I'm going guns blazing. Because he because the lead singer killed himself. Jesus, what? Don't bring that part up. What are you doing? Well, you were like, I don't care. What what reason would I have to be sensitive around Lincoln Park? I'm like, well, here's one. Okay, I feel like I wasn't broaching that part of. I can say that Lincoln Park have have cheesy music <laughs> had videos, had color grading in their music videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chester like single-handedly color corrected every frame. Oh, oh frame my god! Frame. I had no idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. It's it's color graded so it looks like shit. Like all the blacks are like punched into the nether world, <laughs> and like all the like you know what I mean. Like they're crushed. I think is, yeah. is is the is the term. They are crushed blacks. Ah, oh, it's so fucking bad and so hard to watch. This is. I feel like we've watched. I don't want to crown this as the worst movie we've seen for this podcast, all. but it is. Re- it is like Hades tier. Yeah, and what do you think <laughs> it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Zero. It actually is the highest rated of the franchise. No, it's not. It's got zero. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess the less said about this film, the better. So, do you want to talk about My, one of one yep. of our listeners, um, Michael Baston? He sent me a photo this week that he was watching the first one. Oh fuck! I forgot Heck. to post a photo of the third one. I, yeah, I need to do that. Fuck! I'm really bad with <laughs> posting photos. Yeah, he he was he he showed me. He was like, "Hey, I'm watching always. Uh, I'm watching. I know what he did last summer. I was like, "Oh, cool! You're going to watch the sequels?" And he said, uh, "Not with those Rotten Tomato scores." <laughs> <laughs> Should I just Which, take can a we photo? start referring to can we start referring to Rotten Tomatoes as ten toes? Uh, yeah, like with a, with an apostrophe at the start. Rotten Tomatoes, ten toes. Yeah, cool. Guarantee we'll forget that. But um, yeah. So let's um talk about titles. We talk about titles a lot on this podcast. Um, so these films, despite the quality of them have some of my favorite titles um i feel like these titles fulfill the 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 dream you had from bring it on and a cinderella story which yeah, we yeah. talked about oh my god like, I, I like i know what you did last summer it's just like it just sounds cool you know um yeah and then i still know what you did last summer's quite cheesy but then rounded that off with i'll always know just brings it makes it cooler again yeah because we talked about how um you would have loved if, if it went bring it on, bring it on again, bring it on yet again. Yeah. And like a Cinderella story, another Cinderella story, yet Cinderella. another Cinderella yeah, story. I, this I, is I, the realization. Yeah. I love of the idea of, of it getting more ridiculous. Like, yeah, you know, if, if you made more and it's just like, I'll, I, I'll always still know what you did like. Yeah, yeah. The the thing about the thing I don't like just from a like I like the titles for the I know what you did last summer sequels just because they're silly and funny. But what I don't like if I was to critically analyze them and tear them down, like 
knowing isn't a limited concept like to know something isn't necessarily a limited concept so to say i still know and i'll always know are like it's, redundant it's statements. Slow, so it's like remembering not knowing yeah 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 so it's 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 like they yeah 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 if it was i'll always remember what you did last summer that's maybe better mm. but but to say i'll always know it's like yeah no shit you'll always know i'll always know that two plus two is four it well, doesn't mean you know, if I'm, you believe the theories yeah yeah like <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't mean i'm like it's not as more shocking like if i said to you richard um i know i know your mum and what? then in in two years i was like i still know your mum <laughs> you'd be like yeah i know and then in, and, and then like eight years later if you're like i'll, I'll always know your mum i'll always know your mum like, we haven't spoken in eight years since you said <laughs> you still know my mum <laughs> yeah so look they are it is a it is funny to finally see that titling scheme taken to a third film I yeah guess. um i do um interesting like though the third one wasn't always called i'll always Ooh. know what you did last summer it was originally titled get this the hook wow then there you're not getting you're, you're not gonna get any people watching this movie if it's yeah it's just yeah like yeah um well i thought this would be a nice segue into continue the franchise on what might I'm be glad. one of our shortest videos in a very long uh, videos podcasts in a very long time so um there are nah. are, are there the, maybe there are plans to continue the franchise well there are so jeff howard <laughs> and mike flanagan uh are the guys behind haunting of hill house mike flanagan is directing dr sleep uh the shining sequel um they're doing a remake it should be out by the end of 2020 apparently um this is i think from like 2014 it was announced um blumhouse is working on it it's being fast tracked at the moment um and so apparently the killer won't be one of the main group or ben willis which were elements from the novel in the first movie and that original novel from 1973 was republished last year in 2018 uh with like some content of it modernized so um i would like to go first for continue the franchise please so i um i've decided to and it's following on from our discussion about titles i've decided to and we we can work on this together as well i've got some um as i've decided to turn i know what you did last summer into a classic horror film franchise so imagine if i know what you did last summer came out in 1982 so then Mm -hmm. you would have had i still know what you did last summer i'll always know what you did last summer and then last summer and then I know what you did last summer five, and then the prequel, which is called The Fisherman, yeah. and then um, wait the the Fisherman colon a new last summer story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I know what you're doing this summer, and I know what you're doing mm. next summer. So that's that's yeah. when we've now because of always summer um i'll always know introduce the supernatural elements um this is now you know very supernatural and involves like pre-crime and stuff like that but i know what you're doing next summer bombed at the box office so they didn't make another one for 10 years and then they um ended up doing a crossover which was called i know the hell you raised last friday the 13th on elm street um (laughs) which is like a four-way between because now the you know the ben willis is a horror icon yeah that's what they're trying to do with him isn't it they're trying to make him a horror icon and then uh there was a five-year gap and then they made i know what you did last summer exodus which was they had to make it to keep the rights um Mm -hmm. and it's critically panned and then um six-year gap 
Um, I don't, I don't work out how many years between these films, but anyway, this one would come out this year. It's called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and it ignores everything apart from the first film and Free Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt Return. Wow, very good. Um, and yep. also that would fit because uh, Freddie Prince Jr. said he's never seen the second film because uh, it got such a, such bad reception. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not watching." It. <laughs> no, that's cool. My my continuing the franchise is uh, very limited in its scope. I basically just thought I could rattle off a few again, just sequel titles based <laughs> on where to go from. I'll always know. So I I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. I'll always know what you did last summer. Um, still know nice shrug you know still no that's it <laughs> um then i thought um i forgot what you did last summer hmm. which is ben willis gets amnesia and becomes their best friend maybe until and he then realizes they, and then they do a sequel <laughs> i just remembered what you did last summer. Uh, yeah i just remembered what you did last summer oh, oh my god i just remember what you did last summer yeah um yeah we were just messaging <laughs> each other throughout the week oh my yeah, god i totally I forgot of- but i just remembered what you did last summer but my, my favorite one was um that i came up with was uh I never even knew what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> I just guessed. I just guessed what you did last summer. Um, and um, what are you doing this summer? Yeah, <laughs> I just assumed what you did last summer. Yeah, um, it's. I'll. I'll always. It's always summer in Philadelphia. Nice. I'll always. I'll always. I'll always. Some. <laughs> did you guys do anything fun last summer? I'll always remember what you did last sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> um. Hey, welcome back to school. How was your summer? Yeah. <laughs> just to keep going with it, just to make it more and more insane and yeah. ridiculous. Um, I, I do like, yeah, I like your idea of doing a pre-crime. That's like, I, I know what you did next. I know what you'll do next summer as yeah. like the Jason X of the yeah. of the franchise. It's like maybe set in space. Yeah, because I imagine I know what you're doing this summer was actually like, considered the best one since the original and then i know what you're doing next summer everyone was like yeah. this one's fuck this is the worst one yeah, yeah but that's yeah. like halloween h2o and resurrection mm. i don't know what you did last summer it's the same events of the first film but just from like another character's perspective he doesn't know what's going on <laughs> you see yeah you see so like someone that's just like ancillary to the event so he's like yeah, driving yeah. past the car crash and he's like oh jesus <laughs> jeez jeez is that ray and helen oh my god <laughs> oh my god i hope they're okay Oh, he's he's raised drunk again. Or you could go. Here's here's the way to go with it. I know he did last winter. I know he did last spring. I know he did last autumn. It's the same group of people. They've like every season. They've got someone with their gun. <laughs> because as as much as I as I've enjoyed shitting on, um, always no. I do think if I were to seriously try to continue the franchise, I do think doing an anthology. Is probably the most int- intriguing way to be able to get life out of this concept. Yeah, but I know what you did last thing- winter would be fucking cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the way horror thing- films set in winter are cool. Yeah, yeah. The weirdest thing about um, uh, always know though in terms of the um the the way it, it becomes an anthology series is that it uh um there's the 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 because you know you know how an anthology needs one thing similar for it to like all revolve around yep. it you know whether it's so, like setting or character yeah 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 i think it's too much to do it both it's about a um group of people who accidentally are responsible for someone's death and decide not to tell anyone and also set it on the 4th of july so i think you'd have to like yeah. you could set it around other like you Just know set it in the summer 
<laughs> well, yeah, but then, exactly. but then also, to be well, fair, it does make sense in the plot. I'm giving you know some credit to it because right. it is like oh, on you know eight years ago tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. I I just think that like it's enough to be for for an anthology series to be based around a bunch of people accidentally kill someone and cover it up, and yeah. then someone finds out. Like that that I think that is legs that could go in, in many different places. Yeah. Um, and if you wanted to keep that that Independence Day feel, you could set it around other like B grade holidays. You know, yeah. Like don't do Christmas or or Easter, but do like I don't know. Well, if they did, um. I know he did last winter. It could be like a, you know, driving home on Christmas Eve or something like that for a, yeah, for a party. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, I anyway, love it. should we just wrap this episode up and, and keep then, it? Wouldn't uh, you for just the first call, time I know in a long time at under an hour? No, the Cinderella story was like under an hour. Well, whatever. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, no, cool. Okay, well, I hope people. Just leaning away from the mic as I do my my ending monologue. <laughs> um, um, I we, hope people we enjoyed do this. one more segment that we would normally what? do, but we're not doing it this week. Uh, the franchise roulette. Um, but we I do have to reveal the franchise we're doing next week, which um, next Bef- week, next fortnight, was voted mm. on uh, by our patrons on www.patreon.com forward slash Uh There, for as little as $1 a month, you can um, suggest film franchises that you would like us to cover on the podcast and the one with the most likes will be the one we cover and this week it is dun, 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 the man with no name trilogy which is the clint eastwood western trilogy directed by sergio leone uh which consists of uh, a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and the good the bad and the ugly mm. that that we are and that was suggested by someone who's been suggesting things for a long time um, and finally, and now, he's the man with no name. Um, no, it's Alexander <laughs> McDonald. Thank you very much, Alexander. Mm. Um, we look forward to discussing those films. It would be good because I, I haven't seen, and he suggested this because I revealed on the podcast recently that I had only seen one Clint Eastwood film, and that was The Mule, where he has two threesomes. But then I watched um, The Deadpool before the next episode of the podcast. So I could be like, ha, huh, I have seen one more thing. Um, because it was the only... I think I need 90 minutes and it was very short <laughs> and it was on Netflix. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if you want to suggest Dirty Harry for us to cover as well, go for it because they're also Clint Eastwood mm. films and there's five of them and I've only seen the last one. <laughs> That's actually more of a legitimate franchise than The Man With No Name because yeah. I, I was looking up the, the Man With No Name trilogy is like a trilogy for marketing purposes, like selling the box set, basically. Yeah. I, was look, I was looking into it as that. I mean, obviously, if you've called one film a fistful of dollars and the next one is called a, f- a few dollars more then it's probably they're probably sequels but but apparently the the, the character yeah. the man with no name actually has a different name in each yeah of them. yeah um so i don't know we'll, 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 I don't, i've seen the good the bad and the ugly but it is cool that we're doing a franchise now have we ever done a franchise yeah i guess lord of the rings that's like of this cultural quality you know yeah like, although apparently i've heard the first two aren't aren't anywhere near as good as the good the bad and the ugly um and also though i think the good the bad and the ugly just like retails the first two as well but we will discuss this yeah um we'll stop we'll stop talking about what we don't know anything about (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh we'll transition to say thank you for listening to this podcast uh Mm. we love you and um i'm sorry that aj and i were not able to be fully honest and open with each other this week um 
because not only does he know all about this 48 hours business, I've seen to- Toy Story 4 and he hasn't. So no. I could just spoil it, but I'm I'm oh, having fuck, man. I'm having to. If you spoil it, I'm I'm disqualifying you from, from the competition. <laughs> but I uh, yeah I've so I've had to. There's been so many times in this podcast that I've been like, oh when um when that character gets their throat slit, it's exactly like a bit. And, oh, I can't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. And uh, if you like this podcast, please support it over on all the all the different social medias. We are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we are on YouTube, we're on uh, Acast, we're on iTunes. I think if iTunes is still a thing, um, Apple Podcasts. And you can, yep, Apple Podcasts, and. Uh, all of that is on Colt Popshire. Look up Colt Popshire anywhere and, and find us on there. And you can also um, uh, send us an email, if you like, at media at gmail.com. So in two weeks, we're going to be doing the Man With No Name trilogy. In one week, we are going to be doing the most disappointing films of 2019, part one. That's right, everybody. We're doing it in the middle of the year now. Yeah, and it's still probably going to be three hours long. Uh, and after that... I thought I thought after Man with No Name trilogy we could maybe do another fan mail episode. Oh yeah, if, if we accumulate enough. Yeah. So there you go. I'd love there's, to get people the- um, writing in. Maybe if you now if you're listening to this, uh, send us a, a message of like your most disappointing or surprising or whatever films from the year because I'd love to get more people's opinion on that as well. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. And remember, I'll always know what you did last summer that was good (laughs) you listened to our podcast (laughs) you listened to our podcast last summer yay all right goodbye everybody